Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. Joining me to preview the Texans-Colts game is Colts insider Lawrence Owen, host of the Believe in Colts podcast, part of the Believe Network. Always good to have those guys in here, and it's always uh, informational. Thanks for giving us a few minutes, Lawrence, and Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy Happy holidays to you and, and all the Texans fans out there. I hope everyone had a, a wonderful Christmas and New Year's and stuff, and thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, it was a little bit better than New Year's than Christmas after last week, let me tell you, in the, in the Browns game a couple of weeks ago. I got to ask you, because the Colts' point differential is minus 15. They have a minus point differential. The defense towards the bottom third of the NFL, the offense, middle of the pack. Can you explain how they pulled this off, Lawrence? How do they have a winning record? The fact of the matter is the Colts generally have tight games. They've had two games, both against Jacksonville, that were 10-point you know, or more against us you know where they they swept us and then the other game that we had that was more than seven points one way or the other was against Atlanta and we had a lot of people that just bad situation injuries and stuff and we just got blown out in that game which was a couple weeks ago so most of the time doesn't matter who we're playing against. It's re- usually a tight game, right? Whether whether we're playing against the Panthers or whether we're playing against the Cleveland Browns, right? It was always generally a, a pretty close game until that specific, those three specific games is what really, really hurt the point differential situation. What's been the key for you guys? It, it looks like Stefanski's odds on favorite for coach of the year. Texans fans would argue for D'Amico. What about Shane Steichen? Has has that been a real key? Do you think he deserves some mention for Coach of the Year? Well, absolutely. I think, in in my opinion, I think it's D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen should be one and two. I understand the Stefanski thing, four different quarterbacks. But let's face it, he's leaned on that defense all year long, right? That defense really won him a lot of games. It's only been as of late with the new quarterback that he's brought in off his couch that the offense has actually been pulling their own weight, in my opinion. Whereas D'Amico Ryans, Shane Steichen walked into this, both bottom five teams last year, right? Top five draft picks. No one expected anything out of either of these teams. The Indianapolis Colts even lost their starting quarterback at the beginning of the year, right? But yeah, here we are, winning you're in, either team. So I, I feel like that should be a stronger push, in my opinion, for that specific award this year between both D'Amico and Shane Steichen. Because let's face it, Steichen's done a good job with the offense as well. Uh, No matter which quarterback was in, his offense, defenses had to prepare differently for, and he's able to change his offense depending upon what players are available to change his offense to the strengths of the players that are actually out there on the field. He's done a pretty good job of that. What's the difference between him and Frank Reich? Obviously, you know, Reich uh, hadn't, had, hadn't had a great year this year. <laughs> uh, what's been the difference between those two guys? You, you got to see them both up close. I think a lot of it has to do with accountability. Chris Ballard, the GM, has always preached uh, about accountability and the fact that you have to live up to a certain standard, whether it's on the field or off the field. The Colts have a specific standard they want to live by. Frank Reich, if a player didn't do proper uh, what what he was expected on the field, 
oh, well, you know, he's just had a bad game, bad week, bad year. But, you know, when it was off the field, also same situations. You got a lot of slides for things that was very questionable whether or not they should get a slide on it. Shane Steichen walks in, and all of a sudden, him and Chris Ballard seem to be on the same page because it's instantaneous. If you're not holding up your end on the field, you're gone. Doesn't matter if it's on or off the field. You got a couple guys that were released from the team due to, you know, off the field issues. Shaq Leonard was released middle of the season because he wasn't holding up to the contract that they paid him the way they expected him to play uh, before he got the contract, you know, but it's all about accountability, I think. What has the Gardner Minshew experience been like? Oh, that's a great question. Um, beginning of the year, it was a roller coaster. All right. Um, the first, I don't know, eight weeks of the season, it was a roller coaster. One week you could get Minshew mania where, you know, it seems like he could do nothing wrong. He can close his eyes, run around, uh, get hit by five different defensive guys, not get sacked, turn around, throw the football off his back foot, falling out of bounds, and hit somebody 30 yards down the field. And then the next play, he's stepping out of bounds in the back of the end zone. You know, uh, so there was, you know, Minshew, it was, it was a very big roller coaster where like the Browns game, that's the biggest point of emphasis for the beginning of the year for Gardner Minshew, where the Browns game, he himself, he himself had four turnovers in that game. And yet that team with him came one point away from beating them, you know, put 38 points on the board, lost by uh, 38, 39. They still performed very well. He overcame almost, I should say, overcame that. Second half of the season, though, Gardner Minshew has, has uh, leveled out quite a bit. Over his last five games, he's got three games that are over 100 uh, passer rating. He's got seven touchdowns, two interceptions, which I believe is exactly the same as Stroud over his last five games. So it, it's, it, he's, he's more steady. He doesn't turn the ball over nearly as much. He doesn't take the chances nearly as much. He takes what the defense gives him and relies on the players around him rather than thinking that everything is on his shoulders. He's a free agent after this year. Any chance they bring him back? Do you think he would stay to be Richardson's backup? What what happens? Oh, I'd like it. I wouldn't mind having uh, Gardner Minshew back here. He's, in my opinion, one of the best backups in, in the league. Obviously, he's led a Colts team that wasn't even supposed to win, what, three or four games this year? And already a winning season, right? But the the problem is, there, I think there's going to be suitors out there, not necessarily for long term starters, but maybe like a a, a bridge starter quarterback, right? Uh, kind of similar to what the Colts were looking for this year with him in the first place, and it worked. It worked out well. He was brought in, I believe, as a mentor for Anthony Richardson to help sure. him get on the same page, right? But I wouldn't mind having him back. I would like to have him back. I just don't know if the Colts will be able to bring him back. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the Colts have just run all over the Texans in their last six meetings, but it's a different defense against the run since their first meeting this year. And, of course, just worlds of difference from what we've seen the last couple of years with the Texans. How do you see Steichen approaching this one offensively? I don't think you can run directly at the Texans. I mean – you talked about this. This Texans run defense has been much, much better than what 
they have been in the past. I mean, I think what, what 3.3 yards a carry or something like that is what they're giving up on average for the season. That's, that's unbelievable. Steichen is going to have to run a lot of RPOs. Uh, I, I feel like in order to get a decent run game, make the keep the linebackers on the Houston Texans, keep them guessing whether he's going to pull it back to pass or whether he's going to throw it under D'Amico Ryans. They, they, they swarm to the ball very, very well, very fast. They swarm to the ball. They tackle well. In order for Shane to have an uh, effective game, he can't just give an automatic, oh, this is definitely a run play. you got to make them question themselves um, beforehand. Stroud threw for 384 yards and two touchdowns the first meeting with the Colts. Uh, some of that was them playing catch-up, and there was some prevent defense, I think, to a degree. But a couple of things have changed since then. The Texans... They lost Tank Dell, which hurts the passing game. But their running game is much better with Devin Singletary instead of Damian Pierce. What's different about the Colts defense since early this season, the first meeting? A ton. Uh, not necessarily the front front four. Uh, the front four is basically the exact same. The back end. Uh, you don't have, obviously, Shaquille Leonard's not here no more. You got EJ Speed now there uh, full-time in his spot. The secondary, your cornerbacks, your safeties, they're all different, all of them. We don't have a single starter in the secondary that we had at the beginning of the year. They're all different players. At least it was last week. I think we're getting Kenny Moore back this week, which is nice because that's going to be very, very important against a team like Stroud who likes to use the slot receivers throwing over the middle, things of that nature. So, yeah, we got two rookies on the outside. Um and then we got a rookie at safety, and we got a young guy at safety, uh, second-year player. So very, very, very young secondary. But they've been playing most of the year. They've gotten a lot of reps. They've gotten better game after game after game. So you can't really look at, at games that they've played earlier in the year and go, well, that's the same player because, you know, just like any rookie or young player, the more rep you have, the more experience you have, the better you end up playing, especially in a system like a zone system where you have to trust the guys around you. It's just not man on man. Hey, all I got to do is worry about this guy in front of me. Right. So I think they're playing a lot better uh, overall right now in the secondary than what they were earlier in the year. What is the key in this one? I mean, I, I can't tell you from a Texan standpoint, but you just feel like the way the Texans are playing right now, defensively, I'm I'm not worried as much about the run as I used to be. We want to see what the secondary looks like. It's a big deal whether Grenard and, and Will Anderson are going to be playing or not because that's that's a key to the whole pass rush. It's been a whole key to the, the Texans' defensive resurgence this year. Their, Grenard's improvement, Will Anderson, you know, the rookie having a great year. Uh, wh- what do you feel like the key for the, for the Colts is? No, I think I think the key for both teams are almost identical. First off, you can't turn the football over, right? You gotta be able to protect the football. Don't give the other offense extra opportunities. But the trenches, you gotta win the trenches, both sides of the ball. Both teams have very good defensive fronts uh fours. As you mentioned earlier, you got some question marks on whether some of your guys will be able to play or not because a couple of them haven't even practiced all week, right? I mean, all the way up to right now, if I remember correctly. So, but hopefully both teams will have everybody out there on the field. Offensive lines are going to have to protect very well and open up holes against the opposing defenses 
because you got to be able to run the football. You can't be one dimensional in any game and expect that expect to win. You got to be able to impose your own will, whether it's running the football, passing the football, uh, or, or whatever it is that you want to do offensively. And then defensively, you know, you got to be able to stop it. You got to be able to get in the backfield and create chaos from all positions, whether it's a defensive tackle or a defensive end or a linebacker or even corners. You got to be able to get back there. If it's a run play, if you can't make the tackle, make him move, you know, to give your other other defenders an opportunity to to catch up and maybe, you know, they can clean up the play or just get pressure on a quarterback. You know, make him throw before he's throw before he's ready, or, or possibly even get uh, some some drive-ending sacks or something of that nature. So yeah, the trenches are definitely the biggest point of emphasis. I feel like on both teams, and, and maybe the Colts can take advantage of the fact that the Texans right now they're trying to get rid of the ball as quickly as they can. When Stroud came back with the concussion, they're worried about that because the offensive line has been in shambles. Uh, if you're a Colts fan, you happen to be listening to this, you don't know. They've gone through 12 offensive linemen this year. I think it's either seven or eight. This might be the eighth starting group this week if uh, Tunsil can't play, but Tunsil has practiced a little bit this week, mm-hmm. so that's a good sign. But, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a mess. Outside of Tunsil, if he plays, and the right guard, Shaq Mason, who's played all year, the other three guys are <laughs> a big question mark, and, and it's an issue that – Dieter is about the fourth center that they've used. They've gone through about, it's either five or six left guards now. I've lost track. They've, they've gone through four right tackles, um, five left tackles. Of course, Tunsil, again, I think he's going to play, so that's a big deal. But, I mean, well, and Will Anderson. I mean, that's another part. If, again, uh, I think Texans fans are familiar with this. They, they watched our show yesterday, but, boy, I mean, you know, Will Anderson – he played last week, but they only played him 12 snaps uh, coming off the injury. So we'll see how much he can play this week. They only played him in pass rush situations, Lawrence. Well, that's a situation right now, it sounds like to me, that if Tenzel can play and you got your both your book in tackles, you're going to need to double down on the interior. You're going to have to get double teams because if you have question marks for your centers and your guards, you don't want question marks when you got Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner up the gut because you don't want that pressure in Stroud's face immediately. Uh, that's not something good. So I, I probably expect a lot of a lot of doubling down right up the gut to try to slow down the two defensive tackles for the Indianapolis Colts. How do the Colts fans see the Texans? Where do they fit the Texans among their AFC South rivals? You know, I assume Jacksonville, the Titans, and whoever else. Colts fans, their their biggest rival in the division is well, well. Let's say the team that they do not like the most is by far the Titans. Okay, um, the, the, it's just been a butthead between fans for years now. I think most Colts fans, from what I'm gathering, have some respect for the Texans right now, especially with the way uh, C.J. Stroud's playing. They, they've got a lot of respect for D'Amico Ryan's and how he's played. I don't know they know as much about this defense as as what Texans fans do, unless they, you know, they're in depth. Most, most team fans aren't in depth for other teams, even in their own division, right? Guys like you and I, we, we go, we watch film, we watch games, we watch other stuff. We got to know the other team to be able to know your own, right? As far as the rivalry goes, I'm just curious because in a way it hasn't felt as much like a rivalry because the Colts have had so much success against the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
that's I, I, pretty much where Colts fans sit. They don't feel like yeah. it's as much of a rivalry. They they're banging for T.Y. Hilton to hammer the anvil at the game. So, you know what I mean? Because T.Y.'s had so much success there, and he's not playing right now. They want him to come in and initiate the game. The game kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, doubt that happens, but you know. Yeah, that's uh that's a guy we do not miss. The Texans fans do not miss. We 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 knew we expected it every game. I'm like, okay, we, we know that this guy beats us every time. How about we actually try to cover him with a couple of guys, make sure he doesn't get loose, and then it was the same it was like groundhog day every time we faced the Colts. So yeah, that's that's real interesting. Um well, remind everybody about your show and, and how to connect with you on social media, what, what you guys go, got going on with the Believe in Colts. I host two shows, Colts Law and Believe in Colts. Believe in Colts, my co-host is former starting offensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the Indianapolis Colts. His name's Donald Thomas. We go through every week, do previews and reviews of each and every game. And then over on Colts Law, which, you know, both of these you could find on YouTube as well, Lawrence Owen. Over on Colts Law, I do live streams, I do film breakdowns, bunch of other stuff just to, you know, throw out that little bit of extra content for for fans. Fantastic. I can't wait for this one. It's a playoff weekend already, a week early because of these two teams and what's going on. It should be fun. Obviously, the division stuff, everything going on, prime time. Can't wait for this one. Thanks so much for giving us a little time, Lawrence. Hey, I appreciate you reaching out, man. Anytime. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Touchdown!